everybody. This is Mark Vines and welcome to the Mark Vines Show. And thanks again for joining me on your one-stop shop for everything freedom, the American way, and really just the best way of living your life. And this is really my first podcast in 2022 and wanted to come to you and just talk about some things that uh, I observed while I was celebrating the holidays like you were, at least I hope you were, in this dark time of the Biden administration and lockdowns and COVID scare and mandates and all of the silliness that's going on. And that's what I wanted to address today is really just some of the silliness that's going on. And, you know, really, it's not silly because, folks, we are destroying our nation. This is a self-inflicted wound, and we are completely ignoring issues that are destroying people's lives that no one is talking about. No one at all is talking about this, except for right here on the Mark Vine Show. And what I'm talking about is this fixation that we as a nation have, and really this has become a worldwide phenomenon, where we become fixated on a singular issue to the exclusion of all other issues, even though other issues may be far more dangerous and treacherous to us but yet we never talk about it. And we have a media that decides what we're going to talk about, a media that decides what we're going to focus on, and they direct your thought patterns. And we completely forget about everything else that's going on around us. Now, what am I talking about? Well, what I'm talking about is the effect that all of these vaccine mandates and the scare tactics that are being perpetrated on us by Dr. Fauci, by Biden, by Harris, by all of these different people, and then scaring you so they can mandate all kinds of government programs against your will. And let's be honest, that's really at this point what all of this is about. And that's what they're trying to do. But they are creating fear in people that already are inclined to fear. They are keeping people from attending meetings, whether it's addiction meetings, AA meetings, Narcotics Anonymous meetings, uh, overeating, undereating, gambling meetings, sex addiction meetings, you know, all these different things that, that people need to do to seek out mental health, you know, for their mental health and wellness. They're not participating in or maybe even not going to the hospital or not seeking out uh, therapeutic treatments of all kinds because of the fear of the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, we have two years of looking at the data, two years of, of observing, and you don't even have to be a scientist to see what's going on at this point. You can just use your common sense and look around you. I mean, after all, is it or is it not true that people go to Walmart, people go to Target, people go to the supermarket, people go to the gym, People get on airplanes. And in fact, if you have flown lately, you've probably noticed that in, on many flights, there's not one empty seat, but yet you have to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask in the airport. But you'll get out of that airport and go to Walmart. You'll go to a restaurant. You'll go to the gym. You'll do all kinds of things. But many people aren't going to work. Many people aren't going to church. Have you not asked yourself, if it's safe enough for me to get on an airplane, why is it safe enough for me to get on a cruise ship? I mean, after all, I can distance from people on a cruise ship, but I can't do that on an airline flight where you put people on both sides of me. We have lost the ability to just ask ourselves common sense questions and observe. 
you don't look around you and see people dying left and right. Are people dying from COVID? Absolutely, they are. But who are the vast majority of these people? The vast majority of these people are people that have uh, comorbidities or they're overweight or they have diabetes. They, that we, we, I have identified who it is that is suffering the, uh, the fa- fatal effects of COVID. We know who those people are. And if you are not in one of those categories, then you have nothing to fear. You get COVID as most of us will. I have already had COVID, as a matter of fact, and many of you have as well. If you get it, it's going to be a terrible week. You're going to really hate it, just like having the flu or, or any other virus or cold. It's going to be a horrible week, but you're likely not going to die from this. The problem is we have now changed everything that we do in this nation, everything that we do, based on the fact that less than one half of 1% of the people perish from this disease. There is nothing else that we do, nothing else that we do in our society where we act this way. After all, how many of you doubt that your chances of dying in a car accident are infinitely greater than you dying from the COVID-19 virus. But yet not one of you hesitates to get into a car on any single given day. Let's just be completely honest about that. We have lost our minds. And this was brought really into focus for me when I was uh, out of out of state. I was out of, out of Virginia. In fact, I was down in the great state of Florida during the holiday season and I was around a young lady, a, a very, very young girl, who it just suffers from serious panic attacks regarding the fear of COVID. Uh, she's afraid that she's going to die. She's afraid that her family members are going to die. So not only does she wear a mask, but if she does not have a mask, she goes into panic attacks. And I tried to talk to this young woman about uh, you know the, the reality in the likely, you know, the unlikely event that she or anyone she knows will perish from this. But the, the girl would have nothing, I mean, it, it just had no effect on her. Now, she, in fairness, she suffers from anxiety to begin with and has suffered from that from a while. But this is where the, the injustice in this comes in. There are people that just as a as normal course of business in their normal lives are very fearful of just about everything, germaphobes hypochondriacs. And what we are doing to these people is really pushing them over the edge. Now, why is, why is that important? Because people like that are at a much higher greater, or much greater risk of suffering from depression, anxiety, suicide, substance abuse, eating disorders, all kinds of issues will be developed. They're already battling these issues to begin with, but this fear-mongering that our government now is participating in is making it much, much worse. And that's just, I, you know, I just scratch my head, and I think, what in the world are we doing to our society? You know, really, folks, the coronavirus is going to be around with us forever. And at some point, we just have to say, you know what, we got it. We got the information. We know that it's out there. We know what precautions we need to take. We know what we need to do. So we're moving forward. If you're in a very high-risk category, you know, here's the precautions that you need to take. Uh, here's the things that you need to do. Um, protect yourself. Stay home. Do whatever you got to do. But for everybody else, it's business as, as usual. Just keep moving forward. Be educated. Take precautions just like you do with every other virus that's out there. But we, our nation, and really the whole world just needs to move on 
and get back to business because the destruction of our economy and the fear and the hatred that we have towards one another is doing much, much more damage than the virus itself. We have developed a nation of hypochondriacs. I look around me and I look at people's behavior and I think to myself, there's no way most of these people are going to go back to to normal. The way that we thought of normal is before 2020 is never going to exist again, or at least not for a very, very long time. And that's just a shame. And what we've done now is we put our hand, our, our fate into the hands of politicians who really do not have your best interest at heart. And they keep changing the, the goals, you know, the, the goal line. They keep changing it. I mean, after all, recently, Dr. Fauci, when, when asked about this 10-day quarantine business, changed it to five days. And he changed it to five days because... He said that it would be more palatable to people. He thought that it would be easier for people to, to follow the five-day guideline, and that way they can get back to work. And as he mentions it, he says people that are in essential positions can get back to work. Now, I don't know about you, but I would find that very, very insulting that if he felt that my position in my workplace was not essential. I mean, it is essential. If it, it, you know, Even if it's just essential to you and your family, it's essential to your family because that's how you provide money to buy food and clothing and shelter for your family. Now, if you don't believe me, just listen to his own words. Here, here's a, a little clip for, from Dr. Fauci, and you can hear it from him yourself. You have so many people simultaneously testing positive. You want to make sure that particularly among essential workers that you get people out there much sooner. And by much, I mean cutting it in half, saying that five days of isolation, then come out and wear a mask for the rest of the time so you can keep people safe from getting infected from you if you still are infected, but at the same time, getting you back to what might be an essential function in society. What do you say to people who are concerned that these revised quarantine guidelines are being driven solely by worker shortages and not necessarily in the best interest of public health? No, actually, we feel that it is safe to do that. If you look at the chance of getting a transmission in that second half of that 10-day period, it's considerably less than in those first few days. So on balance, if you look at the safety of the public and the need to have society not disrupted, this was a good choice. Now, keep in mind, this is not an elected official. This is not an elected official. These are not decisions that Joe Biden should be, or I mean, uh, Dr. Fauci, rather, should be making for us. Absolutely not. That is not his position. His position is to put out information, put out what's going on, and then allow people in the workplace to make their own decisions and allow the public to make their decisions. Now, we're going to talk about Biden here in a second, and we're going to talk about the things that he's done. But who in the world elected this man and, and decide for us what we can and cannot do. I mean, he just said in there that you can wear a mask, which reduces your likelihood of being affected from someone else. Now, wait a minute. I thought that having the vaccine prevented me from getting affected by somebody who had the, the coronavirus. Was that not true? Was that not true in the beginning? So what changed? I mean, if this is true now, then it should have been true a year ago. And what about, he's, talk, he's talking about essential workers getting back into the workplace. What about all the people that, that took time off and lost 10 days uh, last year? Do we, do we get that time back? I mean, this is just ridiculous. And every time I wake up, this man seems to have a new guideline and a new way of thinking. 
And frankly, I'm tired of listening to this guy. And this is why I'm imploring Americans, you've got to move on in your life and just move forward like they've done in the great state of Florida. You know, I was down in Florida and I didn't, you know, other than this young lady that I was talking about, I didn't see anybody wearing a mask or very, very few people wearing a mask. And they they didn't seem to have any problems. Now, some of you might say, but Mark, the uh, infection rates are very, very high in Florida. Uh, hold on. Being infected and death rates are two completely different things. I think that we're forgetting here that in some ways, in some ways, you getting coronavirus is not a bad thing if you're not in, in one of these, uh, these dangerous categories because uh, by getting infected with the coronavirus, then you build up natural immunity. And no one, and Dr. Fauci does not talk about this at all, natural immunity, where now you are, have even greater protection than if you got the vaccine or the booster. And that's never, never talked about. Now, early on, Biden, Pelosi, uh, Jen Psaki, the, press, the, the White House press secretary, and others talked about how they would never, ever mandate vaccines because they did not believe that they had the constitutional authority to do so. They said that. They said that early on. And then something changed. Something changed. And now that's exactly what Biden and the rest of the, the crew wants to do. All right. So here is what Biden said uh, about a year ago. I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. Well, there you go. He doesn't think that the vaccine, this was a year ago, he didn't think that the vaccine should be mandatory, and he didn't think, think that masks should be mandatory. So what changed? Well, I'll tell you what changed. They saw this as an opportunity to further their agenda, Further, by using mandates and making you do things that you don't want to do, they can mandate this and then set the precedent for other programs that they want to mandate on you. We've never seen this. We have never seen this in American history. Now, for those of you that say that in the, uh, the turn of the century uh, we had mandates, now hold on. You're talking about states, individual states made mandates. The federal government has never done that. We have never seen this in our history. Now, Jen Psaki, the uh, White House press secretary, also chimed on in on this, and this is about five months ago, this clip I'm playing for you here. She says that she doesn't know what else she can do at this point, that she's hit a brick wall with trying to convince people to get vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Is that a sign that perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates? And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? Well, I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, that is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. That certainly is appropriate. Also, local communities uh, are going to take uh, steps they need to take uh, in order to protect people in their communities. I will say we understand her frustration, and we understand the frustration of leaders out there and public voices who are trying to say the right thing, advocate for the efficacy of the virus, save people in their communities. Uh, what our role is and what we are going to continue to do is make the vaccine available we're going to continue to work in partnership to fight misinformation and we're going to continue to uh, advocate and work in partnership with local uh, officials and and trusted voices to get the word out oh the trusted voices and you're going to partner to make sure that you fight misinformation that's out there well misinformation as decided by who 
And when you're partnering to make sure that there is no misinformation, I, I don't know, does that does that mean that you're going to censor people like me and others that might have a, uh, a contrary voice or an opinion to you? Exactly what does that mean? And notice that early on, Jen Psaki said that uh, this decision is going to be left up to employers. You provide the information and the employers can do what they want. That's what she said there. Now, that's five months ago. She said that we were going to put this information out there and leave it up to employers. Now, I absolutely agree with that wholeheartedly. But the problem is that they then went a step further. And instead of leaving it up to employers, they started to force employers to do this. Well, just take a listen to Joe Biden talking about what he was doing and why he was doing it. We can and we will turn the tide on COVID-19. It'll take a lot of hard work. It's going to take some time. Many of us are frustrated with the nearly 80 million Americans who are still not vaccinated, even though the vaccine is safe, effective, and free. You might be confused about what is true and what is false about COVID-19. I don't know. Why would we why would we be confused, Joe, at this point? Dr. Fauci changes his opinion, it seems, daily. Why would we be confused about this? And notice how he talks down to you, to you, the American people. He's frustrated with 80 million of you. You won't comply. You can't make those decisions. So what's he going to do? He's going to make you comply. He's going to make you comply, and he's going to force you to do things against your will that is, if you want to keep your job, right? Now, I want to be clear about something. I am vaccinated. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I want to be very, very clear about that. And I think that if you and your doctor decide that, you know, getting the vaccine is right for you, I absolutely think that you should do that. But you can be pro-vaccine and anti-tyranny at the same time. You can be both simultaneously. But I absolutely resent how he talks down to us, and then he manipulates and over uh, overreaches his authority to make people do things that they don't want to do. Because if you don't want to get the vaccine, I absolutely support your right to make that decision. I don't even have to agree with you. I might even think that that's the wrong decision for you. But I also don't think that that's my decision. But here's what Joe Biden said, again, about five months ago, and it was about around the same time that Jen Psaki uh, had the press uh, clip that I played for you just a few moments ago. But here's Joe Biden. We must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. Requirements. With nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the Mm -hmm. FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So, the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July. But we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you. The people you you work with. The people you care about. The people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So tonight, 
I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees mm. that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Mm. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this. United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. Oh. The bottom line, we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated co-workers. Again, wait a minute. If the workers are vaccinated, then they're already protected. Are they not, Joe? Are they not? And you say that it is your job to protect all Americans and to keep us all safe. Well, wait a minute. You also took an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States. And, sir, with all due respect, you are way, way overreaching your authority. Now, if you want to make the military get vaccinated, if you want to have uh, federal employees and even contractors, you know, I, I can debate you on that. But I'll, I'll give you that for now. But when you walk into private industry and tell private employers and force private employers to do things against their will, then I have a real problem with that. And all of you should have a real problem with that as well. Because I want you to think out ahead. Think strategically here for a minute. If the, the federal government can do this now, if they can do this now, then what can they do in the future? You always have to remember that we don't live in, um, you know, history is made up. Uh, American history, in American, the American legal system is based on precedent. And if the federal government is allowed to mandate things like this now, down the road, there's going to be another issue that will come up and they will try to mandate something that maybe you don't agree with. And they're going to look back in this period of time and say, well, there's a precedent that this was done before. So therefore, based on precedent, we can mandate whatever this new issue is. And we have to be very, very careful with that. Um, you know, I think the problem that the Biden administration is having right now is that the uh, infection rate is much higher now than it ever was under the Trump administration, and they know that. His poll numbers are sinking. His poll numbers are abysmal, and as abysmal as they are, believe it or not, Kamala Harris has even lower poll numbers, which is that's that's really uh, tough to do. But he seems to be pulling that, or she seems to be pulling that off. This is in Joe Biden's best interest that people get the vaccine. Because just ask yourself this. Do you know people with the vaccine that have gotten infected? In fact, do you know people who have gotten the vaccine and gotten the booster and gotten infected? Of course you have. Have people gotten the the, 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 the vaccine and the booster and then died? Yeah, there are people. So, wait a minute. So the question is this, that if masks protect us and the vaccine protects us, then why is it not protecting us? Well, because we can reduce the effects, but we are not stopping the spread of this virus. Let me be very clear about this. We are not going to stop the spread of this virus. The best thing for us to do, in my opinion, is to learn to deal with it and learn to work with it. And I hate to say this, but getting the uh, virus, as I had, is probably the best protection that you can get. Again, 
If you are someone that has a comorbidity, you are overweight, you have have diabetes or other issues, this is a very serious thing, and you need to be on top of it and go to a doctor, go to a hospital immediately. But for everybody else, the best thing for us to do is to move on. And we need to stop having these people dictate our lives because if you think for a moment that Joe Biden is doing anything he's doing because he thinks it's in your best interest or the best interest of this nation, you are. You've lost your mind. This is how they were able to change all the election rules going into the 2020 election. And they want to continue this into the midterm election, which is coming up uh, here this year, later on this year. And they want to keep all of the election rules that were implemented in 2020 into this election because that's the only way that they can control it. That is the only way they control it. They saw what happened in Virginia and to a great extent New Jersey too because New Jersey almost went red as well. And they are terrified about this. And they know they are in a very, very uh, serious hurt box with this administration because there are very few people out there that are happy with what this administration is doing. But we're doing a lot of damage to the people in this country. And I witnessed that over the Christmas Christmas holidays. And it's sad, folks. It really is sad. Because the damage that's being done to people is not going to go away. And by the way, the suicide and addiction rate in this country has gone through the roof. And you don't hear anybody talking about that. Because like I said in the beginning of this program, we're not allowed to talk about anything else. And that's a problem. So folks, with that... I uh, just wanted to give you a, a quick update. You know, first podcast right out of the shoot, going into the new year. And folks, spread this podcast far and wide. Spread it to your friends, even your liberal friends, if you have any of them left, if they're still talking to you. And I look forward to seeing you guys. Check me out on Facebook, Parlor, Rumble, and all those great sites. Uh, okay, I'm even still on Twitter, believe it or not. So with that, folks, I'll be talking with you all soon. You take care of yourselves and keep your head up and let... Let us just make, keep this country the greatest country on earth, which it always has been and frankly always will be. And I will be seeing you guys soon.